Hey, welcome back to another episode of Internet Exposition. I am your host, Kevin Emery, so let's get started. So, in the past few weeks, the past three weeks to be specific, uh, I've been doing like shout outs or I guess paying homages to different YouTubers that have inspired me over the years to do YouTube and optimally, ultimately has led up to this podcast existing. Because if it weren't for these YouTubers, this podcast would probably never exist. And neither would my YouTube channel. <laughs> and I've been going in chronological order of when I discovered them back when I first got on YouTube, way back in like 2005 or six. And I've been going in the order that I discovered them, um, except for this last YouTuber. And the YouTuber's Gexup. Um, he is with. He is the only YouTuber on here that still that doesn't do youtuber do youtube anymore kind of christian beatles i guess technically doesn't do it anymore but every once every like three years he will upload a video and same thing with skater baker 25 once every like three years he will up so it, it's not like their channel is completely inactive it's just you know extreme you know it's like almost completely inactive i guess semi-inactive like i said where they still upload but it's very rare and um, but other than those two, the rest of these people on here still do YouTube and still upload at least on a decent regular basis. You know, well Joe Senegato, I guess he uploads only like once a year, but it's still you know some activity there. But Gexup, on the other hand, not only does he not upload anymore, but he completely removed himself from the internet in terms of like having a presence out there. And I'll get into that a little bit more into the podcast. So this is. Uh, kind of a special episode, I guess, if you will, um, out of all these ones. So basically, I started with Skater Baker 25. He is a YouTuber that was the first to inspire me. I discovered him first out of every single YouTuber on here. So he's kind of special. His channel is kind of special to me, and I will never unsubscribe to his channel because of that. Because of the fact that he's the very first YouTuber I ever um, started discovered and started watching i mean i had seen youtube videos before his channel but i never in terms of a youtuber coming back and watching uh you know more episodes and more videos you know he was the first one and then make me bad 35 was like the next one um you know that i watched on a regular basis and then i discovered christian beatles his channel um and watched him on a regular basis back when his channel was more active and then same thing with Ed Bassmaster, um, watched him a lot as well. And then my sister introduced me to two YouTubers by the name of Smosh and Rhett and Link. And then so I started getting really obsessed with their channels, uh, more obsessed with Smosh first, and then later on I got more into Rhett and Link. And, uh, and then uh, later on I discovered a YouTube series called is it a good idea to microwave this? Where they might every episode they microwave a different item and see what happens. And then I discovered a channel called Cinemassacre, but uh, where he does this YouTube series of the Angry Video Game Nerd, and started watching that on a regular basis. Then in 2014, I got into the whole uh, fast food review crave con thing and uh, started watching KBD Productions TV because he reviewed, did fast food reviews. And then I discovered Super Saiyan Paul, and he does gameplay, uh, gameplay videos, uh, playthroughs, I guess, if you will. Then I discovered Joe Senegato. He does mostly comedy videos. 
Then I discovered Cheeto Studios, where he does animation-style comedy videos. Then I discovered Sis vs. Bro. They were the ones that got me to come back to YouTube. Um, they do challenges, but their channel is like comedy, too. I guess you could call it that. But it's challenges, DIYs, and stuff like that. But Gexup, in the midst, I think between the years uh, before I discovered Smosh and Rat and Link, but after I discovered Ed Bassmaster, I believe, if I have my memory served correctly to, uh, to myself here, was when I discovered a YouTuber by the name of Gexup. He is still, if he was still a YouTuber, because he's technically not a YouTuber anymore, because not only did he stop doing YouTube, but he deleted all his videos and he deleted his channel. He completely, and he got rid of everything else he did on, you know, on the internet. He completely removed himself from the internet in terms of being an internet personality and stuff. And um, so if he was still doing YouTube, he would be my favorite YouTuber. He, no one ever could replace him because, and if we could still count previous channels, if someone were to ask me, well, who's your favorite YouTuber? I would probably say Cinemassacre is my favorite YouTube channel, or maybe Joe Sanigato. Those are probably my two favorites. Um, but if someone were to say, well, who was your favorite YouTuber of all time, including previous channels that don't exist anymore? I would definitely say Gexup. Hands down Gexup. So you might be asking, well, what does Gex, what did Gexup do that was just so amazing? Well, the, the interesting thing is, it's like he didn't really do anything all that special. It's almost like a sis versus bro thing. I mean, all they do is challenges, but they are very entertaining. Well, the same thing with Gexup kind of applies. I mean, he didn't do challenges, but he does. He did game mostly gaming reviews, but he also did other types of gaming channels. He'd do top tens. Or sometimes he would do like a versus series. He had this series called Naughty Dog versus Insaniac Games, and um, you know did different stuff like that. Sometimes he talked about video game genres and different stuff, but a lot of it was video game reviews and um, video game related content. So you know you might be thinking, well, that doesn't sound so special, but there was just something about him uh, about Gexup. He was very entertaining personality wise so it was more than just okay well I'm gonna watch him because I'll get a you know review a gaming review but no it was more than that it, it, he was entertaining to watch he would add often insert like these little comedy jokes or um, you know maybe a short little skit sometimes in some of his channels and they were a lot of fun to watch and um, he made him entertaining. He took like a standard style video that had you know been done on YouTube multiple times, and he made him entertaining. Another thing I really liked about his channel is the video games that he often talked about were like video games, like older video games. Now he didn't only play older video games. He stressed many times in a lot of his videos that he played modern video games all the time. He loved to play modern video games. But the types of videos he did games about were older video games, like from his childhood, I guess you could say. Almost kind of like an angry video game nerds type thing where the AVGN mostly does older video games and a lot of video games he grew up playing and being around. But the difference between AVGN is he often does them in a review to try to... Sh it's, it's a joke review where he's trying to show you how bad the game is. And he's making a comedy skit out of it. With Gexup, on the other hand, he is legitimately reviewing the games, 
But he talks about, he has the interesting point of view where he can talk about it from his childhood side and his nostalgia side. And then so other people that also have nostalgia for these games can jump in and enjoy. And uh, like I said, and plus he adds all the comedy stuff in there, makes it even more entertaining, and it keeps people wanting to come back for more. Another interesting thing about Gexup is me and him are almost the exact same age. We were both born the exact same year, just a few months off. And um, he, uh, me and him have a very similar personality. Um, at least we did then. I, like I said, he, he quit his channel and deleted his channel back in 2015, I believe. And um, so, I mean, I haven't heard anything, any videos or anything from him in year, years. But um, back when he was still on YouTube, me and him, I realized that me and him have a very similar personality. And it, it could have something to do with the year we were born, because often if you grow up in a similar time frame, it kind of puts you in this culture bracket, I guess you could say, even though we grew up in different places. Still kind of the same style of culture because of our time frame that we grew up, giving us very similar personalities. So... I became obsessed with his videos and watched all his videos all the time, multiple times. I had seen, I have seen his videos so many times I could quote them and practically quote them word for word almost. Of course, it's been years now. Um, but before I get into that too much, I wanted to talk about kind of how I discovered Gaxup and, um, you know, how I discovered his channel and his videos and all that good stuff. So I discovered Gexup, like I mentioned earlier, through the Naughty Dog versus Insaniac game series. If you don't know what that is, Naughty Dog, most people are familiar with the gaming company Naughty Dog. They're really popular, you know, really well known for creating like the Uncharted series. They've also created The Last of Us 1 and 2. And, um, but before they created Uncharted, they created a game series called Jack and Daxter. Uh, the Precursor Legacy, and then they had Jack 2, and then Jack 3. Um... And I became obsessed with that series. And that's pretty much what pulled me into his channel because he talked about Jack and Dexter from time to time. And uh, in this Naughty Dog versus Insaniac game series, and if you don't know who Insaniac Games is, they're the ones that created like um, Ratchet and Clank series. And they also created like the, um, uh, the, uh, the new Spider-Man games on the PS4. Um, and they also created the, um, what is the name of that series? Um, Resistance, yeah. Resistance, Fall of Man. And, uh, you know, a lot of great games. Spyro the Dragon and stuff like that. So basically what Gexup did with these uh, these video game series, 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 I just said series. <laughs> these video game series from Naughty Dog versus and, and, and Sonyak, so... Basically, what he did is he started with all their games that they created and uh, basically ran them up side by side, starting with, like, older games that they started even before, uh, Crash Bandicoot, Inspire the Dragon. He, you know, had them versus in those days, and then he started with the first Crash Bandicoot game and the first Spyro game, and then then he moved, then with round three, he moved on to Spyro 2 versus Crash 2, Crash Bandicoot 2. And then with round four, he moved on to Spyro 3 versus Crash 3. And then, now he didn't uh, include Crash Team Racing, the racing game, because I guess there was really nothing to versus, um, you know, in the, you know, against Spyro. So he just, I guess, decided just to skip that one. And then on 
he did this little fake round, and this is what I'm talking about with the comedy thing. I loved this video so much. I still do love it. And uh, he um, created a, a little fake review where he uh, did on the PS2, he did like the Crash 4, what would have been Crash 4 versus Spyro 4, but you know, those games were not made by Naughty Dogger and Sonic Games. And so he kind of played dumb and pretended that he didn't know that and started reviewing them and then started talking about how much he hated these games. And he was like, Naughty Dog and Sonic Games. What the hell were you guys thinking? And then his friends interrupt him. It's like, you realize that Naughty Dog and Sonic don't even make those games, right? And he was just like, wait, what? He's like, what do they make? And they were like, Jag and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank. And he's like, oh, they just started a new series. Oh, cool. So, And then he uh, you know, moves on to the real round five, talking about Jack and Daxter versus uh, Ratchet and Clank. And then with round six, he does Jack 2 versus uh, Ratchet and Clank going commando. And then in round seven, he does Jack 3 versus uh, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. And then uh, round eight, he does Jack X versus Ratchet Dead Locked. And then in um, round nine, that's when he starts the new series with Uncharted versus Resistance. So he does Uncharted 1 versus Resistance 1, uh, Resistance Fall of Man. And then... And then in ra the next round, he does Uncharted 2 uh, versus Resistance 2, and then Uncharted 3 versus... Or, no, he actually didn't do Uncharted 3 because um, it, that game hadn't come out yet. Neither had Resistance 3. So he goes up to Uncharted 2 versus Resistance 2, and he realizes that the series ends in a tie. And he doesn't want to leave it in a tie, so that's when he decides that he's going to do the Ratchet & Clank Future series, the Ratchet & Clank and the uh, Future... Uh, Tools of Destruction, and then Ratchet and Clank Future um, uh, Crack in Time uh, versus Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2 to try to break the tie. What he considers, you know, both Ratchet and Clank Future games better than the Uncharted games, um, so he uh, basically declares Insomniac Games as the winner, so sorry for the spoilers if you haven't seen the series. Um, but, um, yeah, so he declares them as the winner, but it's still a very entertaining series. I discovered Gaxup when he was still in the middle of the series. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. But that's not the only series I loved. I've, I loved watching all kinds of crap by him, but that's not the only series I loved watching by him. There was another series, I think back in 2009, I believe. It could have been 2010 that he started it, but I, my memory's a little foggy on it. But he started another series where he did something called the Platinum Platformer Awards. Because he's a big fan of 3D platformers, um, you know, kind of like Mario and stuff like that. And uh, Jack and Daxter is the same as Ratchet and Clank. And so am I. I love 3D platformers. Now, I will admit, as I've gotten older, I've gotten into RPGs a lot more. And I don't like 3D platformers quite as much as I like RPGs, for the most part. Um, but I still love 3D platformers. I think they're a lot of fun, and they're very creative and fun games to just jump around and run around in. But I will admit, I kind of favor RPGs over platformers now. But yeah, so he started this series called the Platinum Platformer Awards. I believe it was in 2010, but it could have been 2009. And basically what he did is he would take a whole line of platformers that had come out that year. And this is when he really started getting into reviewing more modern day games, which was awesome. 
And, um, you know, I mean, I loved seeing him review older games, too. That was amazing, too. But this series, you know, it was able to allow him to kind of play around with more modern-day games. And I liked that. And uh, plus, them being platformers just made it a bonus. And uh, so, basically, how the series worked is he would take all the best platformers, he would basically kind of put them in a a nomination, kind of, sort of, in a way. And... You know, it could have been anything from like 10 of them to, you know, 15 of them, just however many he considered like this was good enough, you know, to put into this series. Like he felt like it was a really good, solid game. And um, he would just uh, versus them all each other. He would start doing like different rounds of talking about who had the best story, you know, graphics. And then he would start, uh, you know, narrowing out down. Basically, it was more of an elimination round, I guess you could say. So each one, each round, he would basically remove one of the games, you know, eliminate it from the series. And then whatever game was left standing by the final round, uh, that game was the winner. And um, it was... Um, you know, a lot of fun to watch. And like I said, he added in comedy and stuff like that. He even went all out like he would record himself in front of the camera and try to make it all official and stuff, which was awesome. And um, he would like wear like this suit or whatever and make it look like he's about to announce like the, uh, the you know, someone about to win a Grammy or something. You know, he's all like, oh, thank you, everybody. And, and then he would come in and uh, start, you know, be like the game's nominated or blah, 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 blah. He'd list them out and then he then he would start the series. And then at the end, he would announce, you know, he'd be in front of the camera again, and he would announce the winner that was left over. And it was just, it was so much fun. Uh, Gaxup had had a great personality, and uh, it was a lot of fun to see him do that. But again, believe it or not, that's not the, he did a, he did it again in 2011, and I think also in 2012. I don't remember if he did one for 2013, because uh, after 2012, he kind of went through a little, spell where he wasn't really doing much for his youtube channel he focused more on his podcast he also had a podcast i'll get into that later on the on the episode but um so i don't think he had one for 2013 but i could be wrong but i know he had one for 10 11 and pretty sure 12 um i can't remember if there was one for 2009 and uh but yeah so believe that was a great series as well but believe it or not again that's not the only series i loved by him he also, I mentioned earlier, he talked about video game genres sometimes. We also had this other uh, series where he talked about basically what he just talked, essentially the title of it was just video game genres. And each um, episode, he would list out uh, different types of games that were classified in that genre and talk about the great things about that genre, the great the history of that genre, kind of how it got started. The first episode he did, of course, was 3D platformers because that's his favorite. And also, you know, for the longest time, also my favorite. And then he, st- then he did one, I think, on sandbox games and then also one on adventure games. I can't remember. But, but yeah, basically that's how it worked. He would talk about the history of the genre, give games as an example. He would talk about, like, great games inside that genre, what makes the genre so unique and so great and stand about stand out above other genres and uh, stuff like that. And uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. This one wasn't quite more on the comedy side. This one was slightly more serious, you know, style content, but it was still a lot of fun. And that was the great thing about Gagsup is he, he was really good at making videos more serious. Uh, not necessarily serious, like, you know, drama type stuff but like you know a serious tone i guess you could say to it 
um, and it would be entertaining. But he could also make comedy style videos, and it would be entertaining. And that's I think that was another thing that I just loved about Gex up so much is he could he was kind of the best of both worlds there. And um, that was a great series as well. Like I said, he talked a lot about um, you know video game genres and stuff like that. I think he also had a sandbox game one. Did I mention that one already? Sandbox game. I may have mentioned that one. I can't remember. But believe it or not, that's not the only series on his YouTube channel that I loved. Another one was right before he left YouTube, he was in the middle of a series called Gaming in the 90s. And I loved this series so much. This was an awesome series. You could tell he went all out on this series. You know, he was ready to do it. Um basically how this series worked is he worked um he started out with the year 1990 and he would talk about all different ty- style of games that were going on and kind of the history of games that were going on during that time games that were popular games that did, tried to become popular you know he'd even talk a little bit about different consoles that came out video game consoles and stuff like that and um you know and then so each episode was a different year and um, and he didn't exactly just brush across certain topics. Like I said, these were pretty long videos. These Some of these videos on gaming in the 90s were like 30, sometimes even 40 minutes long. And he would really get it, like I said, get in the nitty gritty on some of these videos and talk about, you know, very specific things. So each... But yeah, essentially that's how it worked. Like I said, it just took you year by year. He broke down the details of what went on gaming in that year and history and it was so interesting and so much fun to watch this was another series where he was a little bit more serious tone too and not uh really trying to be funny or you know do any comedy or anything like that and um so yeah but believe it or not again that's not the only series i loved by him um he also had another series called like blank and me uh, it started out as like a, a video called Donkey Kong and Me. This one was a much more laid back kind of chill video. Uh, this series was uh, basically where he just talks about like his childhood with Donkey Kong and what you know how it helped you know why he was growing up playing this game and playing this game series, um, you know, and stuff like that. And um, then he did another video called, um, what, what, which video game was it? It was something else than me. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember. But anyway, um, and then finally he did one with his friend Al Muya, um, where they called it Sly and Us, which essentially was part of the same series. And um, they talked about Sly, the, you know, the Thievius Raccoon, the series, and talked about how much, you know, they grew up playing these games, loving these games, and stuff like that. So it was very chill, very relaxed video. That was a lot of fun. A series was a lot of fun to watch as well. But believe it or not, that was not the only series. I'm telling you, I'm obs- I was obsessed with this YouTuber that I loved by Gexup. Um, another one was called Blank Must Be Made. These were videos where... Um, he would talk about a game that really needs to have a sequel. He started with, um, I think he, matter of fact, I think he only made two videos, but you could tell it was something that could have been a, was technically a series and it could have continued on, you know, as he, uh, have he would have continued YouTube. 
Um, but he started out with one called Gex must Gex Four must be made. You know, if you're wondering why he's called Gex Up, basically uh, he named himself after the Gex series. You know, the Gek the Gecko series. You know, and uh, the Up part is because he wanted to. Um, it was supposed to be a step up from. Um, you know where he felt like the series was getting ignored and not getting any attention. Um, so, but he there was three games. Gexup had been made by a gaming company called Crystal Dynamics. They're really popular, well known for making the uh, Tomb Raider series, um, also a great series. But they made Gex the uh, first game. I think originally was made on the 3DO, and then eventually was brought over to the PlayStation. And uh, then they made Gex 2 for the PlayStation, and um, I think it was also available on Nintendo 64. I can't remember if Gex 2, Deep Cover, it was Gex 2, uh, Enter the Gecko. And I can't remember if there was a Nintendo 64 version. I know there was a PS1 version. Um, and there might have been a Dreamcast version, but I can't remember. Huh... But anyway, then there was a third Gex up made, and um, Gex uh, Deep Cover Gecko, and it definitely was on the Nintendo 64 because this is how I was introduced to the Gex up, the Gex series, not Gex up, the Gex series uh, was through Gex Three Deep Cover Gecko on the Nintendo 64 because I had a Nintendo 64. I never had a PlayStation when I was a kid. Um, you know, I didn't get a PlayStation. I didn't get into the PlayStation uh, stuff until I was until uh, the PlayStation Two came out. I was never interested in the PlayStation One when I was a kid. I liked Nintendo. I was always a Nintendo kid. You know, I grew up on Nintendo, and I always wanted to play Nintendo. That's what I played, and uh, but that changed. Like I said, when the PS Two came out, that's when I became more interested in PlayStation and less in Nintendo because I. For some reason, the GameCube just never seemed that appealing to me when I was a teenager. I saw it, and I was just like, I don't know. It just doesn't really look my kind of console. I was like, I think the PS2 looks cooler. Uh, I still played uh, the Game Boy, you know, Game Boy Advance and all that good stuff. But in terms of consoles, didn't really play Nintendo much anymore after that. Now, I, I did own a Wii, though, later on. But anyway, I'm getting way off track. <laughs> um, so there was Gex 3, but they never made a Gex 4. And so basically what his video was about was him talking about how great it would be to have a Gex 4 and talk about some of the ideas and stuff like that, and it was a lot of fun. And then he made another um, video called Jack 4 Must Be Made because if anybody's ever played the Jack and Daxter series, you know that there was three games, but they never made a fourth one, technically. Um, they did make Jack X, which is technically a sequel to Jack 4, but it's not an uh, official, like, full-game sequel. You know, it's just a racing game. But story-wise, it de technically does take place after Jack 3. And um, then there was also a Daxter game made, but that one was a prequel to Jack 2, and then then later on, a game that was not made by Naughty Dog, which Daxter was not made by Naughty Dog either. It was made by High Impact Games. But High Impact Games also made another game called um, Jack and Daxter The Lost Frontier. And this game, story-wise, technically also takes place after Jack X. So it does continue. So the story technically did continue after But yeah, so technically the story does continue, but there was no really official Jack 4, you know, if you think about it. 
And that's basically what he's referring to is he feels like Naughty Dog should have made a Jack 4. You know, he was saying Uncharted, it's a great series, you know, I love it, but it's not Jack and Daxter. And that's how I feel too. I personally think the Uncharted series is overrated. It has nothing to do with the fact that I like, you know, I love Jack and Daxter. I mean, Naughty Dog can do whatever they want, make whatever games they want. I think that's awesome when they continue a new series. But I, like I said, I just personally consider the Uncharted games to be overrated. And uh, same thing with The Last of Us. I just, it's not really my series. I will say The Last of Us definitely, if I was more into uh, horror style games, um, I would say The Last of Us definitely um, is a much better game series than the Uncharted series, in my opinion. That I will admit that, even though I'm not a big fan of The Last of Us series, it's definitely better than the Uncharted series. Um, But... You know, and so that's what he was saying. It's like, you know, great series, but it's not Jack and Daxter. It really need to be a Jack 4. And so he basically made that video and uh, kind of continued that series. And like I said, it could have been a great series to continue on, you know, had he stayed, you know, like I said, on YouTube. And I think that's all the series I can think of with Gex Up. But there are a few other videos outside of gaming that he also did. He had one video... Um, that I can remember specifically off the top of my head. And it was probably one of my favorite videos. Don't ask me why, but it was just so much fun to watch. And um, he uh, had a video called My Birthday Video. I think it's just what it's called. My Birthday or My Birthday Video or something like that. Where he was turning 20 years old in 2010. Also the same year I turned 20. And... um, he celebrated basically his birthday on video you know he did some crazy dancing you know and uh, had some music playing and he was acting you know he uh did little stuff and uh you know he did some took snippets from his previous episodes of video game uh stuff and he kind of added that into the video and mixed in with his dancing and it was just so much fun to watch i used to watch that video all the time from time to time it was a, a, a really fun video to watch and um, so that was one of my favorite like non-gaming videos that I loved by him. Um, he also Gexup has actually also uh, did some other things for me besides just inspire me to want to do YouTube. He also um, introduced me to a genre back in 2011, I believe it was, um, called um, electronic dance music. I had never heard of this genre before: house music, electronic dance music. I had never heard of this before, and he had a video showing off, because he's also, not only is a big video game fan, but he's also a big music fan, and he has like a huge CD collection, he just like drawers just of CDs just, you know, stacked next to each other, I mean, just like drawers and drawers of it, it's crazy how many, you know, he showed it on a video, it's crazy how many video uh, CDs he had just full of music that he loves to listen to but one of them like i said he talked about was electronic dance music he even made a video called the top 10 uh electronic dance music albums and um i watched it and became intrigued you know by this style of music i was like hmm you know i had never heard of this before like i said i wanted to check it out and well number one he put a album on there uh by a a um electronic dance music a duo called daft punk i had never heard of them and um or at least i didn't think i had 
Um, but, uh, you know, and he put the album at number one that he put was their Discovery album. Uh, most people know who Daft Punk is now because after their fourth album came out, they became much well, much more well-known. But before that, they weren't quite as well-known in the mainstream world. Now, they were really well-known in the underground world, especially if you listen to electronic dance music. But they were, weren't that well-known in the mainstream world like they are now. And um, so he talked about this album, and I became curious. I wanted to listen to it. So I uh, found a little... Back then, it was really hard to find music on YouTube because YouTube was just so different back then. Um, so I found this website where they show would play little snippets of songs and stuff if they had them on there. So I found some of their songs, and most of them were from the Discovery album, and I played like 30-second little snippets of them. And they sounded really cool, but one of them sounded really familiar, and it was a song called Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. And it, I was like, this song sounds so familiar. And I was just like, I feel like I've heard this song before. And then it finally dawned on me, uh, you know, a little, um, that when I was a kid, I used to watch this thing called Tanami that uh, aired all different types of anime shows, and one of them was Dragon Ball Z was my favorite, but I watched a few others too. And, uh, you know, I like G Gundam and uh, uh, various others on there. And um, But sometimes in between the shows, they would play some, like, music or they'd talk about video games or blah, 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 blah. But one of the music videos they would play was um, songs by Daft Punk because they had that whole album basically created into a movie called uh, Interstellar 55555, The Story of the Secret Star System. And they, um, so they basically each uh, segment of the movie is like music videos kind of for the songs. And they would play like One More Time and play Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger and a few others. And I remembered that song. And I was like, that's where I remember that song from. I, I remember listening to it on Tanami. And um, so I decided I wanted to buy the album. So I bought the album Discovery by Daft Punk. And I listened to it and I loved it so much i listened to that album all the time and uh became obsessed with that album and i discovered i was just like then i decided hey you know they have this album i wonder if there's any other albums they have so i looked them up and i found out that they had two other at the time they had two other albums one came before discovery called homework and then one came after discovery called human after all and i was like well homework came first so let me listen to home let me buy homework um, homework first and then I will um, you know check out human after all later on and so I did I bought homework and then uh, listened to it and I will admit when I first listened to homework I didn't like it as much as discovery but I did like it um, I just didn't think it was as good I thought it was a little boring at the time now I love that album I could listen to that album all the time I still listen to, I'm not even really into electronic dance music anymore or EDM or house music whatever you want to call it but um as much as I used to be, but I still can sit down and listen to Daft Punk. I love Daft Punk's music. They're just, it's so much fun and so cool to listen to. But I listened to, anyway, listened to Homework, and then I think it was a few months later after that, I just got, I decided, I was like, I think I'm going to finally buy that Human After All CD and listen to it, that one. So, you know, I finally bought that one and listened to that one, and I, I liked it better than Homework, but I didn't like it as much as Discovery. So then I found out they had a remix album, or it's kind of a remix album. It's basically their live album from um, 
mostly consist of human after all, but it basically it was um, their Alive concert um, 2007 version because they did one big tour in 1997 um, doing their Homework album because Homework came out in 1996. And so they did a live to 1997, uh, you know, basically touring over that album. And then and um, they didn't tour at all for 10 years. And then finally in 2007, they decided to do another tour called Alive 2007. And everybody was really hoping that they were going to do a 2017 version. They were like, oh, I hope in 2017 they're going to do another big tour. Unfortunately, they didn't. But who knows? Maybe in 2027 they'll do another big tour. That would be awesome. I... <laughs> I if they if Daft Punk did a tour in 2027 I would have to go to it I I am so sad that I didn't know who Daft Punk was in ni- in 2007 not really anyway and uh, otherwise if I would have you know discovered their music much earlier um, I would have gone to that concert but unfortunately like I said I didn't but it would be awesome if in 2027 20, uh, most of the time the, nowadays they're more really more producers than they really are. Uh, musicians themselves really in terms of entertainment type musicians uh, they kind of just do production uh, for other artists now uh, you know the weekend they do a lot of songs with the weekend and other artists as well and um, so hopefully um, maybe in 2027 like I said they'll come out with a, a live 2027 that would be awesome I was like, I, I don't even care if it take place miles and miles away from where I live. I would, I would travel there just to see it because that's how bad I would want to see them live. I would be like, oh my god, I got to see them live. I was like, and I would be singing along to every freaking song they had. It was just like I love all their songs, and um, and all their albums. Uh, like I said, I didn't like Homework that much when I first heard it, but I fell in love with the album later on. Now it's probably like my. Uh, second or third favorite I'm probably third favorite because Human After All is my second favorite album by them and then my third favorite would be Homework my uh, least favorite uh, but I don't hate the album it's just my least favorite um, is the um, uh, studio albums anyway is the uh, Random Access Memories album that album is uh, probably my least favorite Um, I just I love the album I think it's a really great album I just don't like it as much as their uh, previous albums so Tune in tomorrow for part two.